This is HPR episode 1867 entitled The Lafayette Public Library Makerspace. It is hosted by John Culp and is about 46 minutes long. The summary is, my son and I visit the Lafayette Public Library to try out the 3D printer in the makerspace. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. guys, this is John Culp in Lafayette, Louisiana, and uh, on kind of a little mission today. I'm driving in my new truck down to the public library, where I'm hoping, by the time I leave, to have done my very first 3D printing job. We have an excellent public library system here in Lafayette, and uh, about four or five years ago, the main downtown public library was closed down for renovation. It was uh, in bad need of um, upgrades to bathrooms and facilities and stuff like that. So anyway, they they shut it down, and four years later, we had the grand opening, uh, maybe a month or month and a half ago, something like that. And uh, man, we're so excited to have the newly renovated downtown public library because it's an excellent space. They completely transformed it, got all new. Um, interiors the the interior completely redesigned so that the um, the user experience is very different they've got a drive-through window to pick up holds to uh, drop books in the um, drop-off box and uh, lots and lots of great things one of the best things though from a hacker's perspective is the addition on the third floor of a maker space they have a maker space in the downtown public library and they've got some equipment in there they've got a sewing machine that you can come and use they've got a laser engraver and they have a 3d printer now uh, the last time I went up there the the room was closed but they had a sign on the door saying what time it was going to be open and today Right now is a time of open access to the makerspace. And so I'm going to try to go in there and see if I can do it. I've downloaded a file from someplace on the internet. I don't remember what the website was. But I downloaded a uh, 3D printing file to make myself a Kindle holder. This is a little, little plastic thing to hold my Kindle while I read it. Now, I have some Kindle holders already that I made myself out of um, uh, wire from a a turkey cage, a turkey, (laughs) tomato cage. You know, these uh, wire things that you put and then you grow your tomato plant up in the center of it and the cage keeps it from falling down. Well, we had some of those that we were not using anymore and the wire is really perfect for making stuff. I've made phone holders and tablet holders and I've got one that I use to hold my Kindle up as well. But uh, when I was looking for something 
to print on the 3D printers, I came across some designs for Kindle holders, and so I'm going to try to print one of those today. So I'm walking up to the newly renovated library now, and uh, they've got all new pavers down and uh, new concrete. The edge of the building over there is designed as if it's a, a book, like the, the spine of this place where the two walls meet is the spine of a book, and it says Bibliotheque on the edge is the French word for library. Okay, and now I'm inside. And the maker space is up on the third floor. I have to talk quietly now because I'm inside the library. But I'm going to walk up the stairs to the third floor because uh, that's the healthy thing to do. <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> uh, three more short flights to go. to the makerspace room and the door's closed but hopefully it's available you know what it appears that it's locked you know what they did they changed their sign so it used to say open access on Tuesday and Thursday from 1 to 5 and now there's a different sign-up that says only on Tuesday. And they've also eliminated the Friday slot, which was supposed to be an intro to 3D printing. Kind of workshop thing, I guess. So I was planning to bring my son to that tomorrow, and I guess that plan is off. Well, that's a disappointing end to this segment of Hacker Public Radio. very disappointing. Uh, I wonder if there is a place on the library website that will reflect these changing access times. Because I was here just last week and the sign had th two different open access times plus a workshop listed. And then I come back today on one of the times that's supposed to be open access and it's closed with a different sign. Pretty disappointing. But we'll get in there eventually, and I'll try to remember to bring my recorder and follow up on that at that time. Bye. All right. So uh, this is take two on the um, hackerspace visit at the public library. Coming now with my son. You want to say howdy? Hi. 
uh, we're coming down to the public library. We've, we're here at 4.30 in the afternoon, and it's supposedly open from 1 until 5 p.m. So we should, if it is as it says it is, we should have half an hour in which to try out the 3D printer or whatever else they've got there. I brought my USB stick that's got the zip files that I'm supposed to be able to open up and print on the printer. So we're going to hope for the best here. Alright, let's head in. Looks a little overcast here, so hopefully we don't get uh, rained on. Got the door closed there. Good deal. Alright, so we're going inside. So, kiddo, what would you like to print on the 3D printer if you had your druthers? Uh, it's really hard to say. Um, I've had this idea for a really long time. Um, um, a kind of generator that has magnets. Uh-huh. Um, the magnets push magnets. So you want to make something that's got magnets, but you might need to design it yourself on some kind of uh, 3D design program or something. I know. Um, I tried to design it before on the 3D design program, uh -huh. but I just couldn't get the design right, even in uh, just like a simulator, okay. let alone trying to print it out. Do you want to? Do you want to use the elevator or the stairs? Let's use the elevator. You want to go to three right there? Do you remember what program you used when you were trying to design it? No, I can't remember. It was an online program. Oh. Is that that one Mr. Corey recommended? Yeah. Okay. I forget what that was called. It seems like that was a, a Google product of some kind. Wait, we're going to the third floor. Um, I think that was some product from Google, but I don't remember what it was called. Have to ask him. We've got a friend who's an architect, and he recommended this 3D design program for us to try. But now I can't remember what it was, and have not used it enough times where it sticks in our memory. Okay, so here we go, third floor. Let's see if they're open. Oh, I can see the doors open. This is good. Last time when I was at this spot, I saw a closed door in a darkened room. So. Oopsie, there goes my phone. Hello, how are hey, you? Hey, fine, how are you? Good, fine. Have you seen our stuff yet? I, I've seen it, but I've not seen it in action. Okay. Um, so. These two are our 3D printers. They both work basically the same way. Okay. In that this stuff, which is... PLA, and this particular stuff is made from a corn plant really? stuff. Really? Mm -hmm. It's not plastic, is it? It's supposedly made from corn plant material, and I don't know what they do to it, but it means that it's biodegradable. Uh-huh. And firstly, and this is, I'm having problems with this print. Oh, whoops. Uh, <laughs> That it's biodegradable and it like smells good when it's printing. As oh, that's cool. To, yeah. 
as opposed to smelling like, you know, oil-based products. And this, both of these machines do take other kinds of filament. They can take mm -hmm. ABS, which is the stuff Legos are made out of. And they can also take um, something called hips. I haven't really gone into All that. Right. But they have wood filament where there's, like, wood that's suspended. Yeah, bamboo right there. Nice. And they also have some with metal, but that was really expensive, so I didn't get it. Okay. Um, it's like eighty nine dollars roll. Yikes. Um, Before we go any further, I'm, I'm recording right now for a podcast that I do. Is that okay? Do you mind sure. being on podcast? Okay. No, Just want to make sure. So what we're looking at here is a three D printer called the Ultimaker. Is that the brand name or the model name? Um this is both. Ult Ultimaker the Ultimaker Ultimaker two. Okay, the Ultimaker two. There's a little uh, superscript two after the word Ultimaker. Uh, right now, it looks like there is a sheet of blue stuff. And is this the print, or is that? Uh, actually, no. This is actually tape. Some tape that I put down, okay. and it isn't always necessary. But this is a really big model, and it wasn't sticking well to, okay. the, to the bed, so I laid it down just to help it stick. Gotcha. Are these some examples of things you've been this printing out? This is actually out? stuff that um, these were made by kids in the cool. community. Cool. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think the little girl who made this was about nine or ten. All right. Um, a gentleman from the community uh, is making printing out this stuff in order to make a Braille Rebooks cube nice. for a blind person. Um, these are the by these little key rings are kind of the byproduct of some of the online tutorials for Tinkercad, mm -hmm. which is the software that is used to design the different models. And I did start making these. This is for a heddle loom. Well, it will be a, um, for a heddle loom mm -hmm. so that people can weave a piece of fabric. That's excellent. Together. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So these are ones that the kids designed themselves. What we're looking at here, it looks like sort of keyring kind of things with mm -hmm. people's names. Uh, and then the, the one that she was mentioning for a Braille Rubik's Cube has... Um, dots in the same formations that you would see on a six-sided die and they're little squares and so I guess he would apply each one of these to a, a part of the surface of the Rubik's Cube. That's really cool. So uh, presumably one side of the Rubik's Cube would have all a single dot, another side would have two dots all on every square. That would be the goal. Right. The, the solved puzzle right. would have Right. One side would be all ones, another side all twos, and so forth. That's right. really a great idea. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Obviously, I have to print out, make five more printouts. Mm -hmm. So what is the uh, the source for these? Is there a computer that's hooked up, or do you have to bring a laptop? Um, yeah. Actually, you can sign up for a free cloud-based program called Tinkercad. Mm -hmm. This will, well, any .stl file can be used, and that's produced by a CAD program. Okay. There's a whole spectrum of CAD programs. Tinkercad is an introductory level free cloud-based program. Mm -hmm. So if somebody signs up for Tinkercad, then they can work on their project either here on our laptops, or they can work on their projects at home and then access what they've been working okay. on their models here. Cool. So, so I have a couple of files that I pulled down from... Uh, I don't remember what it was, but the Yagi Thingiverse, you imagine. That's probably it right yeah. there. They're for, for Kindle stands. Mm -hmm. And so it, they're zip files. And I, mm -hmm. can you handle those as well, or does it have to be converted no, to that other format? I would imagine that they're zip files of .stl okay. documents. 
and I should be able to pull it up in that computer right there and slice it up. While this is cooling down, I can check it out for you. Yeah, and so how do you handle the uh, payment for printing? That is very easy because right now there is no charge. Nice. We got in at just the right time. (laughs) (laughs) So as long as we can keep up with the amount of filament that people use, Mm -hmm. we're providing it. If we can no longer keep up with it, then we'll charge just for what people use. Mm -hmm. That's usually measured in cents rather Mm -hmm. than dollars. Okay. Well, I mean, I'd be more than happy to pay for what I use if you have a mechanism to accept payment. but. So this is uh, this is not what you're gonna. This is a laser cutter and engraver. Oh, this is, says Zing Laser, made in USA. It's a very large device, uh, probably 36 inches across and about 24 inches deep and 16 inches tall. And on the inside, you can see where people have done laser cuttings on a very thin piece of wood. It looks like a a piece of balsa wood or something similar in there, and people have been cutting out their names. Um, This will very intricately cut paper, cardboard, cardstock, felt, fabric, leather, acrylic, and wood Mm. up to a quarter of an inch thick. Nice. Yeah. It will also engrave all of those things, including it will etch photographs on on those items. Wow. yeah, it's really neat. And it will do a process called 3D engraving where the depth of the engraving will match the depth of the tone in a grayscale photo. Or grayscale That's incredible. Photo. Yeah. And we have a rotary attachment so you can etch glasses, drinking glasses, or things like the rolling pin over there. Mm-hmm. So the rolling pin is really neat because oh, man. you roll out the dough, that will be impressed on yeah. it. So in this case, you can make a pie with pie on it. That is great. So we're looking at, maybe I should take a picture of this for the show notes for the podcast because um, there is a rolling pin that someone has uh, laser etched a pie symbol. And so, of course, when you roll out your pie crust, it will have the symbol for pie on it. That is awesome. I'll take a picture of that. Okay. So there are two Kindle ones. I don't remember which one is which. Will you be able to see a rendering of it Mm -hmm. when you open? Okay. You want to try this one first? Might as well. I just didn't want to dig around it. Yeah, that's totally fine. Okay. And see, here's the .stl file. Okay. And this is the slicer. Okay, I think it was the other one that I wanted to okay. try first. Alrighty. That I remember, I couldn't remember based on the file names. The other one is a, a very short little thing that just has a groove to put the bottom of the Kindle in to hold it upright. Yeah, okay. that's the one. Okay, and that's going to take, let's see. Normal is going to take about an hour and 24 oh minutes. <laughs> it is, it can't be slow. And let's see if it needs a. We might have to come back and do this uh, another day. Or, or that's why a lot of people leave the stuff, is I okay. just have a queue and I print okay. it out and people come back and pick up. You know, well, if, if you don't mind doing that, that'd be excellent. No problem. Do I have the SD? Is this mine or. 
Not my SD card. <laughs> also, um, when she said Tinkercad, mm-hmm. I think that's actually the program that um, I used once to try to make 3D models. It is? Is that, the, is that a Google product? Actually, it was bought by, I think, it, I don't know who originally owned it, but I think it was bought by Autodesk, who makes um, AutoCAD, mm-hmm. which is engineering. Okay. Um, and they also have Autodesk 123, which is kind of another step on the continuum. So that's kind of a... We have a, a friend who's an architect who recommended a 3D modeling program for him, and we can't remember what it was called, but he thinks maybe it was the, the Tinker yeah, Tinkercad. sounds okay. right. Well, if it was 3D modeling for these guys, it was probably Tinkercad for, it could have been Google SketchUp or... I think that might be it. Because the architects use Google SketchUp a lot. Yeah. And then Blender is a lot of times used for 3D renderings of movies. Right. like that. Um, you can just close it out. And if you want to shut down the computer, every time the computer shuts down, it wipes everything out so that people's... Oh, man. So um, walking around the um, maker space here, there's a table over here that's got a sewing machine. It looks very much like the one we have at home, except this is a little fancier. It's a Janome sewing machine. And there is uh, some kind of document camera type thing here hooked up to a a monitor. And they have... uh, triangular tables with laptops on them where it looks like people are doing um, some Lego robotics stuff and I could see some things plug into the wall over there that are like Lego robotics that are charging up yeah they're called Lego Mindstorms Mindstorms um yeah it looks like a a podcast area or something because there's a there's a USB microphone sitting on the table and someone has done a a laser cutout of the United States of America as a puzzle that is incredible the detail with which it'll do that what color would you like this? oh I don't know blue, dark blue, red, white Um, the woods kind of clogs and all this so that one, silver and black how about uh Whatever is either cheapest or you got the most out of the uh, black or what do you think, uh, kiddo? Um, I would say maybe red or blue. Red or blue? Was well, that color blue okay? It's fine. Not all that particular about the color. Okay. All right, then print, reading the card. So you have to stick it on an SD card and then bring that over. All right, I see there's, a, there's an SD card slot at the uh, base of this machine. And she's transferred the file from my flash drive over to that and then plugged it in. And there's a little well, dial that allows you to navigate the contents of the SD card. And I assume you can press in the center or something to select what it is you're looking for. That's exactly right. That's pretty cool. I think, however... Uh oh. <laughs> That's not a problem. The neat thing about that guy is that a lot of his parts, as 
seems like you've discovered a 3D printed. Nice. In the gears. So we're looking now at this other 3D printer is called uh, the Taz Lulzbot. And uh, she was saying that some of the parts on here were printed by a 3D printer. This one is a little bit larger and it does not have an enclosed case, it looks like. Oh, there it is, right over there. And over. Here, I wish I could, maybe I should take a picture of this too. There's a, a glass set on this accessory over here. And there's a, a plate on which someone has done some etching using the, um, the laser etcher. Let's see, I'm going to take a picture of the glass etching thing. And a picture of this area. Let's get a picture of the Ultimaker also. I'll take a picture of the Taz. What do you think, man? It's really cool. I know. Let's go look at um, We're walking down to the other end now. I can see uh, there's a piece of thin plywood on the floor, and I'm not sure what it's doing here. It might be where they do some of the robotics things. There's a couple of robot-looking things that are charging up in the wall. I don't know. I don't know what those are about. Oh, <laughs> there's a little knitting corner. They've got five comfy chairs set up in a circle, and then a basket full of yarn and knitting needles where people can sit here and knit. That's kind of cool. So this is this is a maker space that's not really all tech. It's it's making of all kinds. It's really cool. Have you gotten many people coming to do the sewing machine or the knitting and things like that? Or? Um, knitting will be starting Thursday night, next Thursday night, okay. this coming Thursday night. Um, so we shall see. Actually, the head of adult services is an avid knitter. So mm. she comes in every lunch period, and she comes in during her breaks to knit. <laughs> That's cool. Hopefully she'll have lots of people to accompany her. Yeah, that's a great idea. I like the fact that this makerspace is not just all technology. It's um, older kinds of crafts and stuff, too. My mom would approve. Well, good. (laughs) (laughs) She taught me when I was a kid to learn uh, to use a sewing machine and stuff like that. You'd be surprised, even with all of the high-tech gadgets, how many people come in and say, oh, a sewing machine, I want to learn how to sew. Yeah. It's a very useful thing to know how to do. It's useful, and it's kind of becoming a lost skill. Yeah. I mean, I I don't claim to do it well at all, but I do it well enough where I can repair something if I have to. (laughs) Well, I didn't learn how to sew, and my daughter always wanted to said thought mothers should know how to sew. (laughs) So my mom bought her a little sewing machine, and as Mm. it happened, my other daughter broke her arm 
cast from here to mm-hmm. here. And so I had to pull out the sewing machine, teach myself enough to be able to make her a pillowcase dress. She would have something mm-hmm. which could get in and out of. Yeah. Yeah, my, my mom actually bought a sewing machine for me and my wife, the grown-ups. And then she bought one that's smaller. They're both Janomis like mm-hmm. this. And she bought a smaller kids one by the same company for the kids to use. Really? I don't know if you've really used it. My daughter has learned how to use it. Uh, have you done that much? No, I couldn't really find any use for it. Yeah. I made a tool bag one time. That's a kind of cool, <laughs> yeah. nerdy, techy thing to do. <laughs> Keep all the little uh, micro screwdrivers in and stuff. So it's uh, the display says it's heating up. Preparing to print Kindle Paperwhite. I'll get a picture of the display there. The microphone will probably pick up the sound of the uh, printer now. Well, all of the machines are kind of musical when they're all going and mm-hmm. they're very soothing. We, we are probably running right up on your closing time here, 4.49 p.m. I'm going to pull this off. Ah. Because I'm glad that it's taking a while to heat up. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Nice. No molten filament on my nose. Right, that could hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, by the time it gets there, so it's pretty cool. Okay, so the... The floor of this thing has just risen all the way up to the top, and it looks like it's thinking about beginning my paperweight stand. Oh, there it goes. Okay, I'll take a brief video to show your mom. It actually looks like looks like it may have a clog. Oh. <laughs> So that there may be a clog. Yeah. So I'm gonna stop it. Okay, that's cool. Wonder if these kinds of things are these issues common with 3D printers? Um fairly. I mean the the hole in the nozzle is incredibly, incredibly tiny. Mm. So, you know, it's does it have a self-cleaning mechanism, or do you have to poke it with a pin or something? <laughs> oh, I mean, you're not supposed to actually take a pin and get mm-hmm. it in there because that will mess up the mm-hmm. size and shape of the, no- of the nozzle. But coming from this side, you can try and push out the. Okay. So, did you already know how to use all these things, or did you have to train yourself to no, use I, them? No, my background is in the humanities. My master's are in library science and education. So, no, absolutely not. I did not know how to <laughs> Gotcha. I thought at one time about getting a library science degree and then really? decided against it. I, I was a graduate student at Texas, which has one of the big library science programs in, in the country. Yes. I took one class in the library science program and that was enough. That was it was it. so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I love libraries and all of that, but... Uh, I, yeah. I did a PhD in musicology. I, I teach at the university. Actually, I, I was at um, 
I came from Dubai. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I think I'd actually run across you there. Probably. And then my husband was there for 13 years, <clears throat> so he's probably run across you too. Probably, yeah. I like librarians. <laughs> 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 so is it uh, it's cooling right. down? It's cooling down. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm sorry to be uh, Totally fine. I'd, you drop in unannounced and ask for something like this. You know. Well, it did. I, they are machines, too. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of control that I have. Okay. Yeah. So, so do you play music also? No, um, my sister does, though. Oh, really? Yes, um, she plays the violin and the piano. Oh, violin's a nice instrument. This guy's more interested in science and technology and mm-hmm. computer programming, stuff like that. Yes. Did you see the Arduinos over there? Are you familiar with this? I actually have one, but I have no idea how to use it. (laughs) Um, That's the neat thing about these little kids, is those are Arduino compatible. But they have step-by-step diagrams of how to do the wiring, and then they also have the sketches. So you can go in and look at the sketches and make modifications which is a lot easier than just starting everything from scratch. We may have to so. look into that. I mean, we, we hooked his Arduino up to his laptop at some point and made, like, a light blink or something yeah. by writing a little bit of Python, I think. Yeah. But that's about as far as we got. So, well, and that, we'll that's the first lesson with mm-hmm. this kit is, hook, you know, hooking up a LED mm-hmm. and then making a blink <coughs> and then... Hooking up a line of LEDs and making them blink in sequence. I think that we may even have the same. I mean, when he got the Arduino, he got a book along with it, and it had some uh, projects of that sort, and we might have done the first one and then either lost interest or just got... Sidetracked. Life happens, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the machine is still cooling down, it looks like. Does it tell you what its temperature is? So you know whether it's safe to touch it or not? Um, yes, it did tell me what the temperature is, but what I'm going to do is stop it and make it pretend like I'm changing the filament mm. and see if that will work. And if not, then I'll have to take this off and heat it up and cool it down. Boy, that sounds tedious. That may be something that's best left till tomorrow. When, uh, or. It's probably not a waiting around kind of yeah. kind of process. It's not very interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, I sure appreciate you uh, doing this for us and Anytime. talking to us about all these things. Anytime. Do you mind telling us your name? My name is Kara Chance. Kara Chance. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. And you are, um, what, you're one of the librarians here. But is this your deal this, now? This is my area. The cool. Makerspace is my area. <clears throat> So I get to have a lot of fun. So what in the world were you doing in the last several years when they were doing this renovation? Were you do, I mean, you didn't have a makerspace then, right? No, and actually, like I said, I left. Um, I was head of reference and research services at Dupre mm-hmm. until I came here in October. Okay. And before that, I was homeschooling. Cool. Taught a couple classes to you and I, you and IV one hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have not. They, they tried to get me to do that, and I just <laughs> didn't think it was worth it. <laughs> 
Well, I totally revamped it from what I understand. Yeah, one of my friends is, is doing the class, and I haven't, I, it's new enough. They're just starting the new version of it this fall, and it's new enough where I don't think we really have a good read on it yet. Yeah. But, well. We shall see. Yeah, so I guess I will, maybe we'll check back on Thursday during the next Makerspace hours. Okay. And okay. see, because other days the door is just closed, right? And um, we have the open access, and that's when everything is out, ready to go. Mm-hmm. I can help people. We do. We are starting to have classes reserve the area, and we're starting to have groups reserve the area. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, a lot of times I'm in here, and I leave the door open. So it's not guaranteed that if you come in outside of open access that I'll be here mm-hmm. or that you know I'll be able to assist. But... There's a shot that I'll be here if you okay. want to pick this up. Right, I was, I was going to say yeah. if uh, in the next day or two, if we're in the area, I might stop by and just see if I can pick it up. Exactly. Or right. if you'd like, um, after it's printed, I can leave it at the reference desk. On this floor? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you prefer that? It, whatever. It's, um, the, the table is fine or the reference desk is okay. What do you think I should do? I think you should leave it here. In here? Be safer in here. Somebody's liable to make off with a Kindle stand. You never know. Some people. Actually, we did print a Go. Well, some I didn't, but um, a guy printed a GoPro camera mm-hmm. um, mount for his bicycle, mm-hmm. and somebody was just playing around with it and didn't realize it was actually for someone. Oh no! <laughs> made off with it. Yeah. Oh, you can always print another one, I suppose. But That's exactly right. Still. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't think it was. I don't think it was malicious. It was just yeah. not realizing someone printed that out. Yep. Well, uh, the open access time is nearly out, so I think we will just leave you okay. to it. So. If you want to check on this in a few days, okay. And if you want to come by and play next Thursday, cool. Please do. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hello, how are you? Hi. Oh, oh, my flash drive. Awesome. So I'm just asking about... Oh, my flash drive is still stuck into the laptop here, so I'm going to wait until she's um, free again and have her ejected for me. My, uh, I just realized my flash drive is still <laughs> stuck in the laptop. <laughs> the last person left the... I guess I need to be a little bit more careful about that. So if I were to bring it on an SD card, that would be immediately compatible. Is it better to bring it here or or on an SD card? It doesn't matter. And actually, if you do it through Tinkercad, you can just pull up the document from Tinkercad here. Oh. Um, I have to put it into a slicer mm-hmm. regardless. So it doesn't matter which medium okay. you bring it in. All righty. Okay. Sounds good. Y'all have a great Thanks. Evening. You too. Sure. Bye. Well, we made it into the makerspace. It's been about what five years in the making. They um, closed down the library for renovation. Four or five years ago, they closed it down for renovation. And of course, at the time they closed it down, 
the the old library did not have a maker space. And um, we didn't even know that the new one... Boy, this elevator is noisy. We didn't know that the new library was going to have a maker space uh, until it was almost finished. Uh, it's really cool. It's a nice quality of life enhancement to Lafayette, isn't it? Back on the first floor to exit the building. So, can you think of anything you would want to do with that laser cutter? Um, not really anything specific. The, uh, the, um, there's that generator project that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. The real problem with me trying to do that is that I'm having real trouble finding the right kind of magnet to, to do it. Hmm. Um, because I, because um, I can't really design something until I know what size the magnets are going to be. Mm -hmm. There's some there are some magnets on Amazon that I looked at, but the ones that I found were way too powerful. Oh dear. Okay. Point where they might be a bit dangerous to you. Yeah. So, um, until I can find those, until I can find like um, the right kind of magnet to use, um, I'm not really sure what progress I can make. Yeah. And I'm still not quite sure how to design the casing. You see, um, to make it work correctly, I need to have um, almost like a a gear shape of magnets. Mm -hmm. um, you see, the idea is um, you have the gear shape of magnets, right? And then all, and then along and the outside of it, you have magnets that push those magnets, mm -hmm. and that causes the gear to turn, um, generating power. Mm -hmm. And it will it will perpetually turn because it's constantly being forced around by those exactly. other magnets. Yeah, um, I've actually seen tutorials for how to do it all over YouTube, like using um, tops from things like cottage cheese or something. We did that once, and it it worked a little bit, kind of. It didn't really work out. <laughs> it didn't work all that great. It would definitely be better if you could three D print something that would have little slots to hold those magnets in place firmly, right? Um, though that's one of the problems. Um, I can make the slots, but having them like exactly oriented to the mm. circle is really difficult. And yeah. also, I need something to hold them in because if I just have a slot, then they could easily pop out. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not. I don't know if they'll have holes in them or not. I'm not sure if I could drill holes in them so I could put like a pin through. Yeah. Well, this sounds like uh, something that you need to do and then make an HPR episode about once you. Um, figure it out and make it work so uh, I think with that we're going to stop recording now and I'm really really happy that I got a successful trip to the makerspace hope you guys enjoyed that I will talk to you later this has been uh, John Culp in Lafayette, Louisiana and JK Jr. over there you want to say bye? bye <laughs> okay, bye y'all
Hi, y'all. I have a quick follow-up to the um, the 3D printer thing. I went back yesterday to the public library to check and see if my laser print, laser print, I keep saying laser print, if my 3D print job was done, and it was, and uh, it turned out pretty well, although I found that when I tried to put my Kindle in the Kindle holder, it, uh, it did not accommodate the case. And so uh, to make it work, you have to remove the Kindle from the case and then set it in there. So uh, I might actually try to modify the 3D printer file and see if I can change the dimensions such that it will accommodate the case as well. And also I'd probably want to make it sit a little bit more straight up. It kind of tilts too far back for my preference. But anyway... It was uh, it was really fun. It was cool. The uh, the librarian who's in charge of it could not have been nicer, and uh, they do it for free. So, in all, I'm extremely pleased with the makerspace we have at the Lafayette Public Library, and I'm uh, looking forward to doing some more projects there and maybe learning how to use some of the other tools. So uh, that's it. I will talk to you guys later. Oh, by the way, check out the photos in the show notes. I, I've put photographs of several of the things that I talked about there, as well as the finished product. Okay, bye y'all. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.